Hello and welcome to another Kangaroo English Daily Digest podcast. My name is Christian and today is Thursday, best day of the week. <laughs> um, today in, uh, in today's Daily Digest, we are going to go back to the future, which means that we are going to incorporate various things that I've been talking about over the past uh, over the past few daily digests to show you just to, to show you what it tells us about language learning and how you know how language learning can, can be fun and how we can incorporate all of these little these little pieces of science into into the learning process. Um, and and so actually I want to start today with with today's word of the day, which is Grit, grit, G-R-I-T, grit, and um, it, it's it's a it's a noun. We're going to start with with its use as a noun, and basically it, it comes from it comes. It's a Germanic word. It's of Germanic origins, um, but from from the German groat, 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 and it it basically means crushed stone. So it's different from sand and it's kind of different from dust and different from dirt, which are sort of associated kind of substances. Grit is more crushed stone. So maybe it's kind of a little bit bigger than sand. It's harder. It's, it's more irregular. It's kind of dirtier. And so uh, apart from the literal meaning of grit, which is as, as this substance, we, we use grit in English a lot in a metaphorical way. So if you think about what grit is, it's like kind of dirty and rough and coarse. And, and so we, we take that idea and we transfer it to the metaphor. So something which is gritty, so now we're talking about the adjective, and and notice how we form that adjective again with the y, gritty. Just like um, just like when we um, when we made other adjectives like plummy and peachy, right? Gritty. So something gritty is something which is a little bit kind of rough, a little bit kind of dirty, and hard and coarse. So maybe you could watch a, a film about gangsters in Chicago, which is gritty. Or maybe you might go to an art exhibition in the city, which is um, which shows lots of dark and and textured and dirty kind of art, and you you could say that yeah, wow, that that art exhibition was really gritty. And and you can use it to talk about people, you know. You can say, wow, they're kind of gritty, you know. They're kind of hard, maybe. They haven't got very much fat on their bodies. You can see their abdominals sticking out, and they're kind of a bit sweaty. <laughs> you know, they're kind of they're gritty people. You know, soldiers and and medifit people. <laughs> um, and 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 this also this also brings us to 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 another kind of metaphor about grit, which is that grit is kind of hard. Right, it's a substance which is hard, and so grit, grit, 
um, as a noun, but as a metaphor, as a noun, can be can be used to talk about what you need to be successful in life. Right? You need to have grit. Grit is like kind of persistence and perseverance and the ability to overcome obstacles and the ability to have patience and endure all of the the, the difficult things about about life right grit you need grit um, and there's a phrase true grit you need to have true grit no you know not fake contrived grit but true grit um, you know rocky you know from the films rocky balboa he's a guy with true grit right um and and another thing obviously we we talked about in previous daily digest was about reduplication when we talked about higgledy piggledy something which was not straight something irregular like pigs um, <laughs> and and we have another reduplication for this word we have nitty gritty nitty gritty nitty gritty is another kind of is another kind of metaphor we have pulled from this this word grit. So nitty gritty is about the small, fine details. So imagine if you're um, you're doing an all night negotiation with your business partners, and you know it's you've been talking about the general concept of what you want to do with the business, and and you've talked about some general ideas, but now it's time to get down to the nitty-gritty, the little dirty little details. And so all of these, this whole concept, this metaphor, all of this vocabulary comes from a really simple root, which is crushed rocks. And we play with the language by adding the, adding the why, making that adjective, doing that reduplication, using it in different ways. I mean, that's a, a beautiful and fun thing, right? Um... And, and this brings us on to uh, the second thing I want to talk about today, which is a little bit about gestures. Because um, in the podcast yesterday, I talked about how, um, how children, when they're learning about which, which sounds they want to remember, not want, but but which sounds are important in in their native language or the languages they're exposed to, you know, their brains automatically eliminate those unnecessary sounds. So, for example, ja- a Japanese child will, if they only hear Japanese, will not remember, or their brain will not create the ability to remember, or or hear, or even produce that L sound. That we have in English, they'll only have the the er, right? The um, so, and 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 along with that, along with that is is the the motor pathways in the brain. I, I talked about that as well. So, their brains will not actually generate the necessary motor function to produce that pronunciation, and that's why our accents are fixed, and. Here's what's really interesting. It's exactly the same with gesture. If you think about it, moving your hands when you speak to to even do simple things like point at something or to indicate that something is over there. You imagine you use it with your hand. Um, maybe to 
to to sh- talk about how big or small something is. Maybe you put your hands wide apart to say something was big and massive, or you bring them, you bring your two little fingers together to show that something was really tiny. All of those gestures are actually an essential part of communication, and in fact, the research shows us that children will learn to use gestures before they actually use two words together. So, children go through various phases of of language output. Output. So, the first phase would be uh, babbling, okay, which starts with kind of single sound babbling like ba, ga, da, and then it progresses onto onto repetitive babbling like ba 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 and then they start to mix two different types of sounds together like booby booby ba ba boo boo so and all of this is the child practicing then they'll move on to single words like dog cat food mummy and then the the, the next stage is of course bringing multiple words together like you know want food uh, mummy, mummy want kiss, for example. Right? But what's really interesting is before, before children learn to put two words together, they use single words with gestures. Gestures are another type of motor pathway. It's like when a child says food, maybe they'll touch their mouth or maybe they'll point to the food, and all of those are actually essential parts of developing language. And um, the research shows that children, by, by watching the gestures that children use, you can predict how successful they will be at, uh, at speaking in the future, as in how quickly they'll progress if they're like nearly at the point of speaking. So gestures are massively important. And in fact, I want to talk about this specific piece of research, the effect of gestures on second language memorization by young children by Marion Tellier. Oh my God, I should, I should probably work on my, on my, French, pronu- my French pronunciation by Marion Tellier. <laughs> I'm sorry, French, about that. Um, at the Laboratoire Paul. Okay, you know, I'm not going to do it. From the, um, from the University of Provence in France. Okay, so it, she performed this really interesting study. So they got a, a group of five-year-old children and they divided them into three, three different groups. So the first group, they taught them five English words. So the children, none of the children spoke English. They were five years old. Um, they were monolingual French children. And so the first group, they taught them, they taught them five English words by just, by just showing them the words on a screen on their own, like grit and pig and food. The second group, they showed them the words with pictures. So, you know, if they uh, had a pig, they had a picture of a pig. And the third group they showed them the words, but accompanied by a gesture. Okay, so for a snake, they kind of held their hand up like a cobra, like ready to strike. 
So that was a gesture for Snake. For um, that was one of the words they they taught them. For a book, they held their hands together, like they were praying, and they opened them, like they were opening a book. And another word, rabbit. They they used their two hands on top of their heads, like the floppy rabbit's ears. And they had uh, various different sessions. They had four sessions with these children, and they discovered something really, really amazing. So now, now remember that these children are only five, so their capacity for learning foreign words, their capacity for their working memory is quite small. Um, in the paper, they suggest that they could only learn four words per session maximum, right? Um, which is really interesting because, you know, people people think that children are some sort of amazing magic sponges and that they can absorb everything around them and that they learn languages without any effort. Just not true. Just absolutely not true. It's still very, very difficult for children to learn a language. Anyone who's had children knows this. <laughs> they might want to ignore it, but they, they know that it's true. Um so, so yeah, so they had four sessions with them, and what they discovered was that the children who learned words along with gestures performed much better than, than the children who learned only by looking at the word. And, and, and even more surprisingly, they performed much better than children who looked at the pictures. Now, even I was surprised by this because, you know, our visual... We, we always think that our visual sphere, you know, that, that our, our, our vision is such an important part of, of everything that we do. You know, we're really visual creatures. But, you know, gestures is something, there's something ancient about gestures, you know. Like before, you know, when we were living in, in somewhere down, you know, in, in, in the Rift Valley in Ethiopia... You know, when we were Neanderthals and we didn't even make basic cave paintings, you know, we weren't scratching stuff onto walls. We weren't decorating things. We were using gestures. We were pointing at woolly mammoths and um, maybe maybe pointing towards danger. You know, those gestures, they're, they're a really ancient part of being human. And, and it turns out there's, there's these deep connections in the brain. And so when you use your hands to, to, to remember vocabulary, it's really powerful. It's like creating a physical pathway in the brain that can help you to remember vocabulary. Um, and in fact, in, in this study, out of the five words, the children who, who, uh, who learned the words with gestures would remember one extra word on top of the children who only learnt it with pictures. So imagine that, out of five words you're learning in total, you're learning an entire extra word per, per session. I mean, that, that's a massive difference. So, you know, using gestures or, or using your body is, is, is something really powerful. So, so that's something you can think about incorporating into your language learning moving around <laughs> um you know when you're learning a word like grit why not why not take your little fingers 
and rub those little fingers together like you're handling that grit between your fingers. Maybe it'll help you to remember that word. The science says that it probably will. I hope you enjoyed uh, today's Daily Digest and I hope that you find the grit today to, 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 to practice your English. Um, I'm Christian, this is Kangaroo English and I'll see you in class.